Welcome to Make It Smarter with Hexagon, your monthly podcast where we discuss how industrial manufacturers are developing the disruptive technologies of today and the life-changing products of tomorrow. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Make It Smarter, a Hexagon Manufacturing Intelligence podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. And folks, thanks so much for joining us on another episode of the show. We really appreciate you listening along. As you're doing so, make sure that you're subscribing on Apple Podcasts and Spotify for a full catalog of previous episodes and notifications when we drop new ones. And for more pieces of Hexagon content or to learn more about our solutions and services, make sure you're going to our website, HexagonMI, again, HexagonMI.com. So on today's episode of Make It Smarter, we're getting some insights on why holistic support of coordinate measurement machines is so critical. From aerospace to heavy industry to power and energy, CMMs are a crucial piece of equipment for improving quality assurance or for increasing inspection capacity in general. But being such a complex piece of equipment, having not only consistent and accurate insights on CMM condition, but also responsive and proactive servicing is all key for getting the most out of said CMM. So here at Hexagon, we're working to make sure that a seamless as possible solution is available for CMM users for both servicing proactively and reactively, and we're doing so through our MyCare system. And on the podcast today, we're wanting to break down some of the impacts of insufficient coordinate measurement machine maintenance, how industries benefit from minimal CMM downtime, and where Hexagon's MyCare fits into a broader support of CMMs. So our guest today is Milan Kosick, North American Director of Business Development for Service and Support at Hexagon. Milan, great to have you on. How are you doing? Good. Great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure getting to chat. Uh, You know, I always enjoy our conversations, so this should be an insightful one. Uh, To start off, I want to better understand why... CMMs are such a uh, sought after piece of equipment and why they're useful to so many different industries. And I think this will help contextualize why servicing them is also so critical. So again, you serve lots of industries. So what I want to do is go through a few and cover some of the integral ways that they use CMMs, but also where they face some upkeep challenges. So I'm just going to go through the list here and feel free to share as much as you think is applicable. We'll start with the aviation industry, which is a big one for Hexagon. So again, share a little bit of how CMMs are used in aviation, as well as where they face some upkeep challenges. Sure. In in aviation, there's obviously two separate kind of uh, segments within it, which is body, meaning the actual airplanes and the engines. CMMs are probably more critical in the manufacturing of engines, which is a lot of very intricate blade construction and those kinds of things. And until COVID, obviously, there was a huge boom in manufacture of engines because uh, airlines are interested in much more efficient ones and everything else, So, which means They go, they make a a blade, they make a part, and then have to inspect it. In a lot of instances, there's 100% inspection um, because they have to check that these parts are according to the particular specifications. We all know in manufacturing, there's always this dream of zero defect manufacturing. Unfortunately, we're not there yet. Um, So while we are not there yet, somebody has to check. So companies like Hexagon fall into that category that a CMM exists somewhere in the production line where somebody puts these parts on, it checks it, makes sure it's all good, 
And then, or if it's bad, then you try to find a root cause as to why something might be uh, defective, and then you go from there. And the reason why it's integral is obviously nobody can ship out bad parts. So it's a very simple relationship. Make good stuff, they leave. Make bad stuff, you got to check and make sure and correct it. That's about kind of how it works. On the body side of things, it's more of the portable uh, measurement systems that are prevalent rather than CMS. All right, perfect. Thanks for that uh, opening context. Now let's take the same question. We're going to apply it to the automotive industry. Uh, one that, you know, I think in some ways is similar to aviation, but also has its niche application. So again, how are CMMs used in the automotive industry and where do they face some upkeep challenges as well? Sure. In, in automotive, you know, usually companies make what one plane every week in the car industry is obviously, I don't know, 10,000 cars in the world roll out every day. So the scale of manufacturing is, is different, which means the needs for quality inspection are slightly different, meaning that everything has to be in line. And that's either CMMs or CMMs and robots and robots with other inspection equipment. And again, it's this, you know, the, 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 the tangential need is same across the board, which is ensuring that the production process is smooth, that the stuff that rolls out at the end of the line is actually uh, up to quality standards and it keeps going, going and going. And then, you know, we started, you know, a lot of the history when I first started in the industry was all about automotive and the diversification even of Hexagon has transpired over the last 25 years where we are present now in the other segments. But car, you know, automotive was where kind of the, the, the whole heart of everything started. And uh, we still have a large presence. It's just how people manufacture cars has changed a little bit and it's moved more to inline inspections as manufacturing happens. Based on all of this industry context that we've started the show off with, how do your various end users usually approach maintaining their CMMs and getting valuable insights on their performance? Is there a traditional way that this plays out usually? And how, what does that look like? Let's, let's put a historical context, which I think it's still relatively present in, in a lot of places. In a historical context, is no different than you know what we do with other things in our life, which is you run something, you make sure it works, and then when it breaks, you call somebody and you hope that somebody can show up tomorrow, two days, whenever the story is. But it's very reactive in nature, and a lot of you know measurement industry, including CMMs and not just Hexagon, in the past has always done this reactive approach, which is I have something, then I call you, and then you show up. Recently, because of the pressures, like we just talked about the segments, nobody can wait. Time is of the essence. You know, one only one thing that nobody can get back is obviously time. So if, if that's the case, you have to figure out how to be most productive and to use it wisely. So in that context, what's the shift that's been happening more recently? And you and I talked about IoT, I think, in the past call, which is, if you're more informed about the asset, if you know what's happening, then your service need could be more customized in the future so that not everything is just, oh, crap, we have to go do something. So I think that's the biggest shift. But unfortunately, I still see tendencies of, well, you know, it's not that critical. We'll just wait. But as you start moving measurement assets closer and closer to production line, inevitably, you face this uh, issue of you're going to stop production if you don't have stuff up and running at the time. So it's much more critical now than used to be in the past. 
And where in the process of uh, maintaining and servicing coordinate measurement machines have your end users explained to you that maintenance is typically insufficient? And how does that impact their operations and their bottom line? Well, kind of, you know, you and I are going to talk a little bit more in depth about my care on our service subscription, but where that right. whole idea germinated from is that we reached out to about 20 customers and just interviewed them asking how, you know, what exactly, how do you maintain? What do you do? How do you get to this point? And, uh, you know, using our little design thinking hat and they all came back and ultimately the, the, the main theme was always the present, which is, I don't want to talk to one person about the machine and another person about software and a third person about accessories and a fourth person about something else. The idea is that customers buy systems from us. What they don't buy is a series of components. And I think it is no different than imagine if you took a car for service and then one guy came, you told you your tires are bad. And the second guy came in, you have to fix something on the engine. And the third guy said your infotainment system needs fixing. It is really no different. You don't buy a bunch of stuff from somebody. You buy a system that's supposed to work. So the, the way what customers have asked us is that what, what we really want is we want you to show up when you need to show up. I want to pay you once and I want to talk to one person about my needs. I don't want to have this whole set of phone calls and time consuming tasks and negotiations because ultimately measurement equipment is one of 10 other things that I have to do. So if you can, you know, if you can, there's this idea that this thing about talking about designing for rational value. If you can do the, if you can keep the cost reasonable, if you can make it convenient, and if you can incentivize and reward my loyalty, I it will make it easier for me. And that's kind of where we started germinating this idea of trying to get a, a much more holistic and more proactive approach to what we want to do as far as service goes. All right, let's go ahead and loop in MyCare now, which is Hexagon's newest subscription service offering for CMM maintenance. So just to get the context to start, can you go ahead and break down for us how MyCare works as a platform and also how it integrates with CMM solutions? So MyCare is a first service subscription in an offering from us. And the way it's constructed is that uh, most systems contain a hardware portion and a software portion or whatever the maintenance happens. So what we have done is we've taken both things, we've combined them first into one package. But on top of that, rather than just stopping there and saying, oh, well, it's convenient, we just give you a hardware and software package together. What we did is we also tailored it as far as the cost goes on the age of the machine. So usually machines that are less than three years old don't require as much maintenance as the machines that are, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten years old. So why should the customers always pay the same rates across the board when younger machines tend to be more trouble-free in general, but still require certain annual services? So essentially, we tailored it what you need, and we tailored it on the age. On top of that, in the past, you would just, you know, go through a, a service offering that just focuses on servicing your system, but there was no additional really incentive benefit than other things. So you, as you and I have talked, Hexagon is a big company and offers many, many different products. So why not offer customers incentives and rewards if they are part of this particular tribe? So if somebody signs up for my care subscription, they also get access to something called my rewards and my rewards is a schedule of discounts towards other services uh, from uh, from Hexagon. For example, they get one training credit for online classes. They get a certain percentage of 
uh, you know, parts and accessories and, and those kinds of things. On top of that, they also start earning basically my rewards bucks, you know, dollars towards a new system. So every year they earn X amount of dollars. And in five years, six years, 10 years, they can essentially bank that money towards a new system. So the idea is that not only are we focusing on providing in-time proactive service, but we also want to make sure customer know that we are the only ones who can provide this holistic, comprehensive other things that they might need, you know, um, over time so that the relationship is kind of neutral. You know, they get what they need, what's actually required, and we can plan better for them. So if we, you know, let's say, you know, in some future fantasy world, large amount of people are on MyCare, what makes it easier for us is to also be able to schedule people, service them in a more timely manner, and liberate resources when there is urgent needs for servicing machines, when there's something critical that happens. So basically, you know, it's a... It's the idea of simplifying the customer's approach. They cut one PO every year and everything is taken care of essentially behind the scenes. A key part of what Hexagon puts out there about MyCare and that I think differentiates MyCare as a solution is that it's a subscription service with various tiers. This is an interesting choice, in my opinion. So I'm just curious what your thoughts are on why the recurring revenue model was the approach that Hexagon felt uh, fit best for not only your company, but also your end users. How do both parties benefit from this style of, uh, of business model? It's a, it's a cool thing to do these days. Recurring revenue is everybody's trying to do it. The funny thing I always talk to um, some other publication is that in manufacturing specifically, you know, subscription is kind of a new thing uh, while it's been existing everywhere else, um, especially when you apply to services. But when we go back to the stuff I mentioned a little bit earlier about talking to customers, customer preference is essentially to minimize the amount of time that have to plan for asset maintenance. And what that means is, in, in other words, is in most interviews we conducted with customers, they said, well, just invoice me once a year and I'll pay you and you guys show up and then next year do exactly the same. And their incentive is also to keep those costs relatively consistent because usually in, in purchasing departments, they like to be able to plan for their future expenses. So our spin on that was essentially, well, you know, what makes more sense there is subscriptions. And a lot of subscriptions, as, as you know, are sold in years increments. And we have special incentives for somebody to essentially commit to a three-year subscription for services. So from, from customers' end, it's really, it's the convenience part. It is, they no longer have to talk six different entities at Hexagon. They no longer have to negotiate every year. We essentially presented a package, which is actually, you know, to be honest, is much more attractively priced than what we used to do before, with the view that obviously many more people will sign up and there is obviously the power of scaling uh, solutions. As far as Hexagon is concerned, it provides this other part. Then we don't have to sit on the customer on the phone every year and negotiate all this stuff. We can always just give them the package of what they exactly need. And more importantly, if you incentivize enough people to switch the subscription kind of approach for their services, is we can plan better. We can essentially have you know uh, lower skilled service people to be able to go and do just basic work on the applications, while while you can have higher end people go and do the down machines and everything else. And what that causes down the, down the pipeline is that ultimately everybody's happier, which is the the bottom goal. Customers 
want to be happy. They want, don't want to be burdensome and they want to be more productive. If, ta- if I take away hours upon hours of planning time from their daily schedule, they can dedicate their time to doing something else. And from our end, instead of always being reactive, jumping the gun and trying to go make sure everybody's happy, we can better plan for services provided to the customer. Everybody's happy. And I think that's the ultimate goal why subscriptions work because it takes away that, you know, plan every year, negotiate every year kind of approach to the whole thing. I know another important part of how Hexagon gets the word out about my care and uh, tries to, you know, share why it is a valuable solution to your end users is communicating how much you work to put the customer experience at the forefront of my care, both just the user facing side, but also the design and development of the solution, making sure that uh, the customer experience, the end user experience is at the forefront of designing and continuing to evolve the solution. So can you break down a little bit how you and the team work to put the customer experience at the forefront of my care? And how does this impact the quality of CMM servicing? It's a great question, actually. What we did is... We had this basic idea of what we wanted to do. And then, as, as I told you, we talked to about dozen to 20 about customers, interviewed them, and got their feedback on what, the, what we had as an idea. Based on that, we put some stuff together. And then what we did is we actually started something called a soft launch, which is we didn't really announce it. We had a little bit of a website. And then there's a group within Hexagon called Customer Relation Group, which is essentially in charge of selling these kind of uh, packages. And a select group of that group essentially called the customers and said, hey, we have this new thing. This is, you know, what we're trying to do. And as that first, let's call it a eight to 10 week period went, we would essentially tweak. We would meet weekly. They would come back to me and say, okay, we talked to this customer, A, B, and C. This didn't sit well. This didn't do anything. So if you look at what my kind of tenets of this was, is applying product kind of thinking to a service, which is, you know, service design and everything else, which is the idea of what we first start with, we need to be able to adjust and iterate in order to get to the some sort of a final destination that is more palatable for everybody. So that's, you know, if you look at how did we apply my past experience is exactly that part of it. And then after about 10 weeks in early October, we officially launched it. We, I don't know if you've seen the little, there's a little animation on MyCare website that talks about kind of the Zen approach, which is the idea we, you know, take care of. It's a peace of mind that we bring to the potential service. Kind of the core of the marketing is that, you know, we take care of everything, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a Zen approach to the services. But even since we launched it, we've still tweaked it a little bit as we go along. And we're planning on rolling out essentially MyCare in North America as a service and concept that's going to go across all of it. It's not just CMMs. Uh, Portable will be released in February of next year. We have a couple of other products that are going to essentially roll into MyCare support plans. And if you take it across the board, it's a new way of kind of approaching the service. Now, none of these are exactly the same. So CMM and Portable may be slightly different, and there is a reason for that. We want to be able to provide for a particular product exactly what a product would need rather than trying to make everything be exactly 100% transportable across the board. So what's important, I think, for anybody, whether it's Hexagon or somebody else, is whenever there is an offering and you start with something, 
is not to like die hard that this is the thing and I'm not going to ever change anything. It's listen, adjust, listen, adjust, listen, adjust. And that's a constant game in order to get to the place where ultimately everybody gets what they want. And that's kind of, I think, where this past experience that I've had in uh, design thinking and approaching a more product view towards what we do has helped us put something together that uh, so far has been very, very appealing to customers and it's been very well received in the industry. Now, this kind of uh, touches on what we literally just talked about, but I'm interested in uh, hearing a little bit more about the design side of crafting my care. So you've been with Hexagon for a while now, leading the charge of pushing for user-driven design across the company, not just with the MyCare solution, but with every solution Hexagon puts together. You've been doing this for the last 10 years now at Hexagon. Can you give us some context just on your own approach to developing these solutions and you know crafting direction for the company? How does user-driven driven design, in your opinion, impact the ability to deliver quality servicing to CMMs and just at a broader level too, a quality solutions for your end users? The, the obvious one is, you know, applying your basic principles from design thinking, which is what's mostly prevalent in, in the design of my care was customer journeys. So it's the idea of crafting what does a customer go through to actually get a service provided, you know, from the getting the asset, installing it, working with it, getting services, and what are the high points, low points, or the pain points, in the other words, along that journey. Where where I kind of interjected, because I wasn't originally a part of this project that eventually resulted in my care, was it was very internally based, which is a lot of people sat in the room, did a lot of post-it notes, but there was not much interaction with customer, which is what I've been championing, as you said, for, for 10 years, which is whether you have a theory, whether you're correct on something, you ultimately have to go to the source of the truth. And the source of the truth is the customer. And you have to go either interview, observe, or just try to be as empathetic as you can in the approach of, of design. What that turns into is that ultimately, everything has to be simplified. Everything has to have a flow. And from a design uh, perspective, it has to have an outcome that provides some sort of a solution for the customer. So you have to kind of pinpoint what the pain points and problems are and provide a service that ultimately solves those kinds of things. And to kind of what you addressed at the beginning of this question, which is we don't just stop here. It's not like, I guess, so now I have a service, you subscribe to it and life goes dandy. The next thing that we're working on is, which will be released at the end of January, is a package. Uh, think of a black box with a nice, beautiful hexagon logo on it. And every MyCare customer and every new system customer will get this. When they open it, there will be a welcome letter telling them who we are, who to contact for support, the particulars of MyCare, you know, all the things that all of us have gotten when we bought our car. There is a sort of a, you know, welcome package. This is how special you are and some nice photos. The idea is that you know, I have touched this on some previous podcasts about bringing touches of consumerism into the industrial world. People who are customers today are used to a different treatment just because how business occurs today and treating industrial part of the world as anything different would be a mistake because that's what they expect across the board. So the idea is how can we bring this full experience so that they feel they deal with one company, one source, and one idea of what excellence in product offering or service offering is. And that's kind of where this journey has taken us 
And now, you know, I'm focusing a little bit more on the service side of things and trying to streamline that part and bringing it in line with our product thinking. All right, Milan, thank you so much for your insight so far. I've got basically one set of questions left for you before we wrap up. I want to ask a bit on some of the unique ways that Hexagon tries to engage its end users, like with your uh, recurring bundles or how Hexagon likes to refer to them as rundles, uh, which in short, try to get your end users thinking proactively, which in the long run can help create some better outcomes with CMM use. So can you give us some more context there? Why is the Rundle something that you offer in the first place? And what's the impact of getting end users to service their CMM beyond just immediate reactive needs? First, I'm going to give credit to Professor Scott Galloway, who came up with the word Rundle. So it's not necessarily, <laughs> it's not necessarily mine, but we'll give him the credit. Sure, sure. But Arundel is out, out there. I mean, more, most recent example of Arundel is Apple One. You know, you take uh, Apple Music, Apple TV, you know, the Google, you know, iCloud, blah, 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 and you put it together because you study what customers tend to do together. So rather than trying to sell them every single thing separately, Rundles tend to lend its credence because they're allowing you to more holistically fit stuff together. If you take it across the board, why it makes sense for the customer, it's, you know, look at Hexagon. Well, there's Hexagon Manufacturing Intelligence, but there's also Hexagon PPM. There's also Design and Engineering, you know, within MI. There's also other entities within Hexagon that do potentially some tangentially related work to whatever we are particularly addressing a single customer. So how do you get a benefit from being a member of the Hexagon tribe? Well, you don't want to have the same conversation with every single entity every single time. So idea is whether it's my care or we call it my hexagon or it becomes something else in the future. The idea is that once you start Rundle approach, you can then add other pieces as they fit the full story so that the benefit to customer is not singular. So that the benefit to customer is not focused on a singular user doing something. It is a much more holistic experience, which kind of fulfills our story. And one example of that is one part of my rewards in my care is a benefit and a discount towards a subscription to SFX, which obviously makes sense. SFX tells you something about your asset. If we know more about your asset, meaning services could be better directed in the future could be proactive, you know, much more directly proactive. And, you know, prescriptive is a dream, but let's say we get there at some point. But the idea here is that when the business pieces tend to make sense, especially for the customer, we should fit them together rather than always going to the same customer with three different people selling them essentially the same thing. Nobody likes that and it doesn't make sense. And then we are depending on a customer to make those connecting points rather than giving them, hey, we know your typical solution, you know, problem is A, B, and C. Here is how we solve those kinds of problems. And that insight to the problems tends to come from the stuff we've done in the past, which is user research studies, going into the field, observing what people do, and then drawing out of that an approach that would give us many different rundles in the future, but my care being kind of the first one uh, as we're pushing out. All right, Milan Kosick, I think that does it for our conversation today. Again, we've been chatting with Milan. He is the North American Director of Business Development for Service and Support at Hexagon Manufacturing Intelligence. Milan, it's been a real pleasure chatting today so far. Thank you again for joining us, and I'm looking forward to more conversations here around the corner. Thank you, Daniel. 
And real quick, before we let you go, if folks want to find out more about my care, about some of y'all's work in servicing CMMs or just get in contact with y'all in general, how can they do so? Easiest is because I can't ever memorize the full web addresses. Just Google, <laughs> just Google MyCare Hexagon. It will lead you to a couple of destinations you can go to. And right on the website, there is a, a contact form to be able to uh, talk to somebody further. Fantastic. Milan, thanks again and have a great rest of your week. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Make It Smarter, a Hexagon Manufacturing Intelligence podcast. If you like what you heard and want to listen to previous episodes, make sure that you're going to hexagonmi.com. Again, hexagonmi.com or subscribing to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time. Oh,